up tfa fam welcome into the first crack at week six waivers i'm going to do my best to not ruin this stream like the one i did earlier hope your week five is going well before we jump into it i do just want to mention we have bye week starting this week so we have the falcons the saints the jets and the niners on bye we have kev's team on sunday night football once again so we're going to try and jump right into this kev go ahead and talk about the quarterbacks you're looking at for week six yeah, it's kind of a rough week a little bit for uh, streaming options at quarterback. Good thing there's no like elite quarterbacks that are on by that we absolutely are going to people are going to, need to be streaming for. But I think there's a few options if you're looking. I have Justin Fields at number one. I mean, he completed 12 of 20 today for 111 yards and had a touchdown. I mean, it was not a great performance, but they didn't really need to do a whole lot in that game against uh, the Raiders. They pretty much controlled the you know the game. Uh, pretty much start to finish. And so, you know, he, they didn't really have to open him up. And uh, this week they're going to take on Green Bay and they're going to have to open up this offense a lot more. And so I do like Justin Fields in this matchup against Green Bay. Green Bay has allowed the second most passing touchdowns to quarterbacks. They're also missing a good chunk of their secondary as well with Jair Alexander on IR. So, uh, you know, I do like Justin Fields this week, only roster in 37% of leagues, and he does have that rushing upside. So they're going to have to open up things more. So I do like him. Sam Darnold, uh, rough day for the brand uh, for Sam Darnold today. Uh, only completed 56% of his passes for 177 yards and a touchdown. He threw three picks. Uh, you know, Darnold should get CMC back next week, which is a positive. They do take on a Vikings defense that has allowed the 11th most passing yards to quarterbacks that are 15th in pass DVOA. So I think this is a good bounce back spot for Sam Darnold against Minnesota. And like I said, getting CMC back, I mean, I was surprised he didn't play this week after all the positives that came out about him this week, but they wanted to be conservative with him, which is probably smart not get him re-injured. So he should be back next week, which is a good thing for this offense. So Sam Darnold should be wheels back up. Taylor Heineke, I kind of went back and forth putting him here, but this Chiefs defense is just absolutely fucking terrible. I mean, they cannot stop anybody. Uh, Heineke did fall back to earth today with his worst performance of the season. Completed barely 50% of his passes for 248 yards and three picks. He also rushed five times for 40 yards. But like I said, the, the, the Chiefs defense is an absolute sieve. 31st and pass DVOA. I have no idea how they're going to stop Antonio Gibson or uh, Terry McLaurin for that matter. Uh, you know, hopefully they get Chris Jones back. But, you know, so Taylor Heineke is kind of a sneaky play next week against the Chiefs defense. That is just uh, horrendous. So, uh, and then after that, you got Teddy Bridgewater, uh, only rostered in 17% of leagues. He completed 24-38 for 288 and two touchdowns. You know, he has three games of 20-plus fantasy points. It faces the Raiders defense. It doesn't really strike a uh, fear in any, any defense. I mean, they're a middle-of-the-road defense. So Teddy Bridgewater continues to play really well this year. And so I do like him. And, you know, Jerry Judy sounds like he's not too far off, only a few more weeks away that he could possibly return as well yeah. so teddy bridgewater continues to play well and then I, carson wentz uh he's only rostered in 13 of leagues they do get houston um uh, i completely uh, forgot to take out that last part because clearly carson wentz has not played so you can uh completely uh disregard the, the 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 stats that are there because that has nothing to do with him because they have not played they played tomorrow night against baltimore but you know in a game against houston um I think Carson, Carson Wentz, you know, I, I don't hate it. They have the weapons. So, um, you know, I think he'd have to be desperate to go there, but it is against Houston. So I decided to put him there. 
I do think, you know, another couple other guys, maybe like a Jacoby Brissett would be an option if you wanted to. He's played well. They get the Jaguars, but again, it's pretty, it's pretty thin play. Yeah, as ugly as it is, a quarterback is not great at running back either. Thankfully, we got the news that Saquon Barkley is looking like he's going to be week to week. Other than that, uh, you know, we Devontae Booker would be the ad of the week, but I'm not going to go crazy with him. I, I think if there is a – I didn't put anybody into the must-ads for this week because of that. I think if there would be anybody, I think I would slide Sony Michelle over there actually, but he's sitting around 50% roster ship on ESPN and Yahoo. So he's not super widely available, but if he's sitting out there, he is the guy that I would grab. Uh, Henderson is clearly the lead guy. And we didn't really see Michelle involved in this, uh, the Thursday game until Henderson got banged up. But that's the problem is he keeps getting banged up. So uh, Michelle is someone who, if, if he's out there and you have the, the bench space to do it, he's somebody who I would be looking to add because when one of the more explosive offenses in the NFL. Other than that, Devontae Booker, like I said, doesn't look like it's going to be too bad for Saquon. And then you look at his schedule that's coming up. It's the Rams and the Panthers, so not great matchups for him. So don't go crazy. You know, throw a bunch of fab at Booker. Khalil Herbert had himself a really nice game, uh, was definitely more involved than what I thought. Kev, I know you were talking about adding him last week, but I don't think you saw 18 carries coming for him. Damian Williams had 16 himself. Uh, Williams edged him in routes and targets. Williams had 10, uh, 10 routes, three targets. Khalil Herbert had seven routes, no targets. And the, the snaps were pretty even with 34 to 31 in favor of Herbert. He's definitely worth an ad, but again, not going to go crazy. Going to be splitting time with Williams. Fields is going to chip away at some opportunities as well. The schedule here isn't great. Same thing with Booker. They do get the Packers next week, which is a, a plus matchup. But then it's the Bucks, the Niners, and the Steelers. And then Montgomery is going to be coming back at you know sometime around there as well. So, again, someone I'm not going to go crazy with, but I do think he is worth a, a plug-and-play for next week if you need somebody to kind of get you through. Um, and then just some other guys, Alex Collins. He's sitting around 40% ownership on ESPN and Yahoo, but the uh, – the formula here is not a great schedule plus Russ Wilson out equals not great, Bob. Uh, he's he's someone who I think is going to continually fall into the you're probably going to rather play a wide receiver over him unless you went you know, zero RB and you're desperate at your RB2 spot. You can plug him in because he's going to get some of the work, but I am not expecting much at all from this offense over the next couple of weeks. And I don't care that Geno Smith look good, you know, for until that last drive when he threw the pick. That's I'm not going to be counting on that uh, going forward. And then just uh, two more guys to add in here if you are desperate. David Johnson and Brandon Bolden, both only really full PPR league options and, and deeper ones. Um, David Johnson did have another double-digit performance today, but again, his, his ceiling is going to be very limited in this offense. Brandon Bolden, you know, they didn't really uh, – I. Well, I wasn't expecting them to need him. They were trailing. He only saw six opportunities in this game. Four targets, like I said, only if you're in deep leagues and full PPR leagues. Am I really looking at either of those guys? And then just, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for some stashes, uh, throwing in some KC guys here, Daryl Williams. There, there wasn't many guys I was looking at to really stash, but Daryl Williams, Jarek McKinnon, did see McKinnon seem to be a little bit more involved in today's game. 
And obviously Williams is the guy to have behind uh, Clyde. Yeah, I mean, it, thankfully, uh, Saquon's only going to miss what it sounds like one, maybe a week, a week or two, something like that. So yeah. it was not looking good when you saw the uh, the, the you know, him sitting on the side with the with his shoe <laughs> off and everything, and that was not looking promising. But looks like he 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 did dodge a bullet, which is good because you know Saquon, uh, you know, has been playing really well the last couple weeks. I will add in there that you don't you don't have is Michael Carter. He's only rostered in fifty four percent of of Yahoo leagues. And so, I mean, I know he's not, you know, destroying the world right now, but he is uh, clearly, it looks like the lead back in this offense. Uh, Ty Johnson did vulture a, you know, one yard touchdown today, got removed on the goal line for Ty Johnson, but uh, Michael Carter also, you know, received, I think three targets today as well. He's only rostered 54% of leagues. They are on buys, So obviously that's not going to help you this week, but I do think Michael Carter starting to look more and more like the lead back here. So if he is available, I do think Michael Carter should be added as of now. So, other than that, you know, I think that I, I'm not wasting a bunch of fab to go acquire Devontae Booker. It's a one-week ad at no. best. Um, and, you know, I don't know how this offense is going to look. I don't even know if Daniel Jones is going is to be ready for right. next week. He got knocked out with a, a concussion as well. That's why I don't have him on on the quarterback list because I don't know what, what this, this this offense could be absolutely horrendous. So I'm not wasting any sort of fab on Devontae Booker just because I, you know, he's probably going to get the opportunity. There's nobody else really there. It's Elijah Penny, I think is the other guy, but uh, other than that, there's nothing else there. So uh, let's jump over to wide receivers where I think there's a little bit more positivity. Uh, you know, I've been saying it, I said it last week. I said it today on the live stream. Uh, the, you know, the start sit show that I think uh, Canarius Tony is definitely somebody who should be rostered in more leagues. And here we are, uh, uh, 16% rostered, 10 receptions on 13 targets, 189 yards, 29.6 PPR points. He had a 34% target share in this game, has received 22 targets the last two weeks, and has been getting elite separation. He has the seventh most uh, uh, two, with a 2.50 yards of separation. Uh, which is seventh most among all wide receivers. So, you know, exactly as we build them, there, there are also a ton of injuries in this wide receiver room, multiple injuries to Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton right now. So, I mean, he looks like the guy. Now, he did get tossed out at the end for uh, throwing hands. But, you know, hey, I like the fight. But Canaries Tony looks electric, right? I mean, he looks really, really good. You know, that was kind of some of the things that you liked about him heading into the year was because of, you know, you get the ball in his hands and in space. And, you know, he's running a lot of routes. And so, you know, I don't think this he's going away anytime soon. So I think he's going to be a weekly kind of flex option, right? And so, you know, hopefully Daniel Jones is able to play this week and he's able to get back. Because if not, then, I, you know, I would be tempering my expectation for Darius Tony. But, you know, if he's going to continue to see this kind of target share and with all these wide receiver injuries, I mean, he's going to see a massive target share every game. So I don't mind adding Darius Tony. Um, next up, Marquez Callaway. You know, I told everybody to hold the line, hold the line, hold the line on Marquez Callaway, and he's finally starting to come through. 39% rostered, four receptions on eight targets for 85 yards and two touchdowns today, good for 24.5 PPR points. Uh, he does have a 15.2 yard per reception, which is 21st among all wide receivers, and a 2.21 fantasy points per target, which is 20th among all wide receivers. He has now scored double-digit fantasy points in two of the last three weeks. Uh, he also has 30% of the market share of air yards in the offense. And I actually think it's a positive that Michael Thomas and Trey Quan Smith will both be eligible to return after their bye week. So, 
um, you know, th- this week. And so I think getting Michael Thomas back, getting some more of these weapons back in this offense will make this offense much more of a functional offense and really would put Jameis Winston more in the light of, you know, and you know, maybe an, a wide receiver or a quarterback, excuse me, that you want to add because he's actually not played yeah. terribly for the little bit of weapons that they've had. And I think once you add Michael Thomas, you know, into this offense with with uh, Marquez Callaway, Trey Cohen Smith, you know, Alvin Kamara, this offense could be much more functional and be able to do a lot more things in the Sean Payton offense. So I like Marcus Callaway. Yes, he's on bye this week, but I think moving forward, I think this is good things for him because he's definitely the deep threat to own in this offense. Next up, Rondell Moore. You know, here we are again. Rondell Moore went out and had himself a game, 38% rostered, five receptions on six targets, 59 receiving yards, three carries for 38 yards. He should have had a touchdown. He got tackled right at the, like, one-inch line. I think if they would have challenged it, they might have got it because it looked like the ball crossed the goal line before he went down. Regardless, uh, you know, he was that close from having an even bigger day than what he had, but still 14.7 PPR points. He was second in targets, only behind DeAndre Hopkins with nine. Listen, he is going to be a little bit boomer bust, right? And so he's not going to be something that on every single week you're going to feel great playing. But I do think he's a he's a viable flex option on a week-to-week basis. They really had control of this game today. They didn't really have to open up the offense, especially in the second half. But Rondell Moore, I think it would be really smart to really get him the ball uh, moving forward. Uh, other than that, you know, we can move over to some of the other wide receivers that I think that you can look at. Rashad Bateman, only roster in 24% of leagues. If there's any way that you can get him into your – into your uh on your team uh i think i think you really could because i know they play tomorrow night and but so he is uh would be an option for you to add depending on who you have because i think moving forward i think he could be a you know a viable wide receiver four type option here in this offense is something we talked about today with this baltimore offense is that they're starting to throw the ball more than i think what people expect they're, he's like 21st in pass attempts which isn't terrible i know that's not great but comp- comparatively what we've seen in the last couple of years from Lamar jackson though they are starting to open up this offense a little bit more and i think rashad bateman makes a little bit more sense darnell mooney listen he didn't have to do anything today uh Three receptions on five targets, 35 yards. Again, they, they pretty much controlled this game, but he, he did receive 25% of the targets. Listen, they're going to have to open up their offense, and he really has been a really, um, a really solid option moving um, in, in this offense. So uh, I like Darnell Mooney. I can't believe he's he's only rostered he's only rostered like 40% of leagues. I, th- that should be much higher with as many as many targets he's seeing on a weekly basis. Uh, Hunter Redfro, six receptions on eight targets, uh, 56 yards has at least six targets or more in every single game this season, and he has scored double-digit PPR points in every game. It's safe to add Hunter Renfro in PPR formats. He is the yeah. security blanket for Derek Carr, and I, I'm surprised he's still available in this, this amount of leagues. Um, I didn't have him on here initially, but at 45% uh, roster ship, he deserves to be rostered far more than that because he is just being peppered with targets uh, every single week. So, Parker, Devontae Parker gets a great matchup this week. He did miss with this past week with a hamstring injury, but I do think he should be able to return. Gets the Jags this week. Uh, really had a nice week for the week prior to this. And so, you know, Jacoby Brissett continues to look at, uh, you know, um, you know, Devontae Parker, obviously not this week, but with him back in the fold, I think it went a great matchup against the Jags. I like playing him. I think he's going to be a strong wide receiver for this week for me. Tim Patrick. Really surprised that he is only rostered in 31% of leagues. Seven receptions on nine targets for 89 yards, 15.9 fantasy points per game. He has scored double-digit fantasy points in every week but one. Should be rostered in more leagues. Uh, Tim Patrick, you know, gets the Raiders this week. Not really a, a, an offense that I'm really all that concerned with, or excuse me, a defense in the Raiders. So Tim Patrick definitely should be rostered more. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, seven receptions on eight targets, 65 yards, 13.5 PPR points. I don't think he has an incredibly high ceiling, but again, 
Uh, he looks to be, he looks like he is the favorite target for Jared Goff. Quintez Cephas didn't leave this game, uh, I believe, in the first half, uh, you know, against the um, against the Vikings. But you know, I think uh, he has back-to-back PPR double-digit PPR points. So yeah. I like adding Amon Ross St. Brown as well as as sort of a. Uh, I don't think it's a high ceiling, but I think he, uh, with bye week starting, I think he can be somebody we can look to plug in as another flex option, depending on the matchups. And then past that, you know, I think you have a couple other guys like Josh Gordon. You know, I put him on here. You know, we'll see how much more involved he becomes moving I can't forward. He's thirty nine percent Ross. Well, you know, the the name value really goes a long way for Josh Gordon, right? And so. You know, he has, I think, one reception so far. But this is the first game of the yeah, first game of the season. It really depends on you know how deep your bench is. If you want to add him, I don't hate it. He is tied to Patrick Mahomes, and right. he really well could be the number two wide receiver. Uh, carve out that role in this offense. And then Van Jefferson kind of had a down week this week. Didn't really do a whole lot, but you know he looks to be the solid wide receiver three in this offense. Deep league. I continue to wait for Brian Edwards to do something. Like he had multiple opportunities today, and then he drops a couple deep targets that he should have caught. You know, it was, it was pretty frustrating. I put Chris Moore on here. I don't know what to think. He had a really good game today, over 100 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. I didn't put him on here as a, a must-add because he's not a must-add to me. Um, right. I, I'm not going to trust this one week of production that he had with Davis Mills. I was shocked the way that this, this offense played. Davis Mills played out of his mind. Uh, and then Elijah Moore, 20% rostered. I don't just I this this Jets offense is just so hard to trust right now. I mean they're so they're so up and down. And then the rest of these guys, I think if you're like a 16 team league, you can look at. I did put Ty Hilton on here. Uh, he sounds like he's still a few weeks away from returning. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, we'll just finish up with uh, with tight end here quickly. A couple guys uh, actually for waivers that uh, that are, are not bad ads here, especially whenever we consider the tight end position just being a dumpster fire in general. Uh, kicking things off, I'm looking at Hunter Henry as an ad. Kind of look like, and we also thought going into the season that Jonu was going to kind of be the tight end that we wanted to target given his athleticism, the way that he was utilized in the offense with Tennessee, but it looks like Hunter Henry is going to be the, the guy now. Um, today against Houston, Henry led the Pats in targets, catches, and yards. Going into this game, uh, there were only route route run information for going into week four, so I didn't see what the, the routes, routes ran were for this game. But going into it, uh, Henry had 115 routes to only 65 for Jonu. I know Jonu was banged up a little bit, so that's going to throw it off, but Henry has been the guy. I think it's going to be this is going to be one of those situations like Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, where it's you know, John is always going to be involved. It's going to be a little bit annoying. He's going to take some of the you know targets and catches away, but Henry does seem to be the preferred option for Mac Jones. And then Evan Ingram, you know, with all the injuries that the Giants have right now, Saquon, you know, Shepard and Slayton still out. Not sure when they're going to return. Ingram looks like he's going to be a, a viable option as far as tight ends go anyway. Uh, Ingram only had four targets today, but that was because Kadarius Tony literally ate all the other targets up, and there was no other 
there was no other player on that team that had more than five. It was Kadarius Tony at 13. The next, the next one was five. So nobody else had over five. Ingram did turn those targets into uh, those four targets into four catches, for 55 yards. So I think you can look at him if you need somebody. And then some guys that are just, uh, you know, a little, little further on down the list. Kev, your guy, Dan Arnold, coming through, uh, you know, tied the team for uh, in targets with eight with uh, Marvin. Nope, not Marvin Jones. It was, let me see, LaVisca. Nope, wasn't LaVisca Chenault. It was Jamal Agnew who he tied with eight targets. R- regardless of that, though, Arnold now has, just in his second game with uh, with the Jags, has 10, 10 targets, eight catches, 93 yards over the last two games. And then Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, obviously with Logan Thomas on IR. If you're in a, you know, a two-tight-end league or a 16-team-plus league, uh, he did have eight targets today, and he had four last week. So if you're desperate, if none of these other guys are available for whatever reason, I think you probably could look at uh, probably could look at uh, rookie Sills Jones and with that matchup against KC that Kev you were alluding to with Heineke uh, probably wouldn't be a bad streaming option. But again, only if you are in uh, in some deep leagues. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a. Uh, I, I think if we were looking at overall, um, um, like just who who do I think is the number one waiver ad this week? I think for me, it's Kadarius Tony. Um, for, for just the uh, just the opportunity it lays before him, the injuries that there are there. And, you know, um, so I, I do think that, I mean, if you're going to spend fab on him, I, I think I would probably look at maybe, I don't know, 25, 30%, uh, so somewhere right around there, because I think people are going to want to spend up. But I could see people not spending as much, mainly because of the fact that, uh, you know, Daniel Jones being out and everything or possibly being out this week, you know, and everything else. So, but I do think Canarius Tony is going to be a viable option moving forward in this offense. I mean, he looks really, really good. Uh, it is not just this week. It was the week before too. Um, so, you know, this is, I don't know what goes on in the giants. Why they must have the worst training staff in the league because every year they are just riddled with injuries. They can never stay healthy. And it's, I, so hopefully Canarius Tony can stay healthy because I think that he could be, uh, you know, I think a, a really solid option for people moving forward. But past that, you know, I mean, I, I think Rondell Moore is going to be hit or miss. I, I mean, I definitely would want to add him, and I think he, he's worthy of a bench spot, but I'm not going crazy because they're just so loaded there. And then from there, you also have, you know, uh, you know the, the running backs who – None of them are, are like must adds like, man, uh, you know, th- this guy's going to be some sort of league winner because none yeah. of them are because no. all of them at best for Devontae Booker, it's, it's you know, in one week, maybe possibly two week ad. Not a good and, schedule either. Yeah. And the schedule is not good. So I, I, I would not be spending my number one waiver ad or a, a heavy fab, uh, you know, on probably anybody uh, other than maybe Kadarius Tony and that would be it. Yeah, who uh, who would have thought that that's what we'd be saying going into Week Six of the NFL season? Considering how much we how much we bashed Kadarius Tony going into it, we do have one last question here from Triple Trey. Then Kev, we'll let you get back to your Chiefs game. What's to know? Would you rather have Dan Arnold, Ricky Seals Jones, or Johnu Smith in a uh, full PPR fourteen team league? Had Kittle, but obviously Kittle on IR now. I think out of that group, I think I want Arnold. 
Yes. I like John. I talked, about, I talked about that this morning with him is that, that the Jaguars really look to target their, their tight ends. And so we saw, in the, I mean, Darren Arnold's first game. I mean, he'd been there for like two days and, and he was had already one of being the first targeted. targets. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, it was two, so, for, two for 29 last week. Yeah. And he, he was close to getting a touchdown again, uh, you know, today. So, you know, I think Darren Arnold is, is certainly somebody, especially in a 14 team league that, that uh, I would, I would rather have him than Ricky Seals Jones or Johnny Smith. Yeah, for sure. That's going to wrap things up for us, guys. Uh, as always, join the Discord absolutely free. You can find that in the video description underneath. If you click that drop-down box, we will be uh, we're going to have the the trends video from Nate coming at you. We're going to have the rankings videos dropping on uh, Wednesday as well. So make sure you are subscribed. Please give us a like and uh, good luck the rest of Week Five. And we will uh, we'll talk to you all very soon. Thank you.